Chapter Nine, Part Two of the Zone Policeman Eighty Eight. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. Zone Policeman Eighty Eight a close-range study of the panama canal and its workers by harry a frank chapter nine part two by this time the tug bolivar had us in tow the captain went racing over his ship like any of his crew tugging at the ropes and we were gliding out across panama bay past the little greening islands the curving panorama of the city and ancon hill growing smaller and smaller behind bound for frisco what ho the merry windjammer with her stowed sails and smell of tar awakened within me old memories hungry and grimy for the most part but this was no independent self-respecting member of the wind-wafted sisterhood far out in the offing lay a steamer of the same line that was to tow the meteor to the golden gate how is the breed of sailors fallen the few laborers aboard would take an occasional wheel pick oakum and yarn their unadventurous yarns as we drew near a boat was lowered to set me aboard the steamer to the rail crowding surprise of her passengers who fancied they had hours since seen the last of zone and zoners the captain asserted he had nothing aboard grown nearer greece than three irishmen any one of whom fetishiousness seemed to be one of the captain's characteristics i might have and welcome a few moments later i was back aboard the tug waving farewell to steamer and windjammer as they pushed away into the twilight sea and the bolivar turned shoreward i received a straight tip one evening that the fugitive greek was hiding in a hovel on the cruise's trail what part of the cruise's trail the informant did not hint but he described the hut in some detail so next morning as the thick gray dawn of this tropical land was melting into day i descended at bass opiso through the canal to gamboa and struck off into the dense dripping jungle the rainy season had greened things up and gone temporarily of course for in a day or two it would be on us again in all tropical fury in the few days since the first rain the landscape had changed like a theatre decoration a green not even to be imagined in the temperate zone it turned out that the ancient village of cruces was a mere two-mile stroll from the canal a thatch-roofed native town of some thirty dwellings on the rocky shore of an inner curve of the chagres where travellers from balboa to the last forty-niner disembarked from their thirty-six-mile ride up the river 
and struck on along the ten-mile road through the jungle to panama the famous cruces trail except for its associations the village was without interest except some personal greek interest sour looks were chiefly my portion for the villagers have never taken kindly to americans i soon sought out the trail here a mere path undulating through rank wet hot locust singing jungle here in the tangled sombre mystery of the wilderness grew every tropical thing countless giant ferns draping tangles of vines the mango tree with its rounded dome of leaves like the mosque of omar done in greenery the humble pineapple with its unproportionate fruit everywhere the banana king of vegetables clothed in its own immense leaves the frondy zapote now and then in a hollow a clump of yellowish green bamboo though not numerous or nearly so large as in many other tropical land above all else the symmetrical gothic fronds of the palm nodding in a breeze the more humble vegetation could not know the constant music of insect life sounded in my ears everywhere were flowers of brilliant hue masses of bush blossoms not unlike the lilac in appearance but like all down on the isthmus odorless or rather with a pungent scent like strong catsup four months earlier i should have been chary of diving back into the panamanian bush alone above all on a criminal hunt but it needs only a little time on the zone to make one laugh at the absurd stories of danger from the bush native that are even yet appearing in many u s papers they are not over friendly to whites it is true but they were all of that familiar languid central american type blinking at me apathetically out of the shade of their huts crowding to one edge of the trail as i passed eyeing me silently a bit morosely somewhat frightened because their experience of americans is of a discourteous creature who shouts at them in a strange tongue and swears at them because they do not understand it the moment they heard their own customary greetings they changed to children delighted to do anything to oblige even to the extent of dragging their indolent forms erect to lead the way a quarter mile through the bush to some isolated shack far from contemplating any injury all these wayward children of the jungle ask is to be left alone to drift through life in their own way still more absurd is the notion of danger from wild beasts other than the tiny wild beast that burrows its painful way under the skin so i pushed on halting at many huts to make covert inquiries it was a joyous brilliant day overhead down in the dense rampant singing jungle i sweated profusely and enjoyed it 
choking for a drink in a hutless section i took one of the crooked tunnel-like trails to the left in the direction of the shagres but it squirmed off through thick jungle through banana groves and untended pineapple gardens to come out at last at an astonished hut on a knoll from which was not to be seen a sign of the river i crawled through another struggling side trail further on and this time reached the stream but at a bank too sheer and bush matted to descend the third attempt brought me to where the river made a graceful bend at my feet and i descended an abrupt jungle bank to drink and stroll a bit along the stony shore then plunged in for a swim it was just the right temperature with dense jungle banks on either side like great green unscalable walls the water clear and a bit over waist deep in the middle of the stream now and then around the one or the other bend came a kaiua the native dugout made of the hollow trunk of a tree usually the cedro though to a jungle native any tree is a cedro if he does not happen to think of its right name twenty to thirty feet long sometimes piled high with vegetables sometimes with several natives seated indian file in the bottom the gunwales a bare two or three inches above the water they needed nice management especially in the rapids below cruches the locomotive power generally naked to the waist stood up in the craft and climbed his pole anka or long pike pole hand over hand every naked brown muscle in play moving in perfect rhythm and apparent ease even upstream against the powerful current soon after chagras and trail parted company the former to wind up through the jungle hills to its birthplace in the land of darien and wild indians the latter to strike for the pacific over a mildly rough country it led down into tangled ravines up over dense forest hillocks where the jungle had been fought back by uncle sam and on the brows of which i halted to drink of the fresh breeze sweeping across from the atlantic at this time not a suggestion of anything greek though i managed by some simple strategy to cast a sweeping glance into every hovel along the way then came the real crucius trail the rest only follows the general direction i fell upon it unexpectedly it is still there as it was when the peruvian viceroys and their glittering trains clattered along it surprisingly well preserved a cobbled way some three feet wide of that rough and bumpy variety the spaniard even to-day fancies a real road broken in places but still well marked leading away southward through the wilderness overhead were tall spreading trees laden with blossomous orchids under some of them was broad grassy shade 
but the surrounding wall of vegetation cut off all breeze the way was intersected by many roads of leaf-cutting ants at level wide and well built in their proportion as the old roman highways with such an industrious throng going and coming upon them as one could find nowhere equalled unless it be on the grand trunk road of india then suddenly there appeared the hut that had been described to me i surrounded it and hand upon the butt of my number thirty eight closed in upon the place then rushed it with all forces there was not a sign of human life in the vicinity the door was tied shut with a single strand of old rope but there was no question that the fugitive might have been hiding inside for the reed walls had holes in them large enough to drive a sheep through and there was nothing within to hide behind i thrust an arm through an opening and dragged the large and heavy earthenware water jar to me for a drink and pushed on squatters cabins were now appearing as contrasted with the native bushman's peat hut sleeping places thrown together of tin cans boxes and jungle rubbish many negro shanties built of i c c scraps all of which announced the vicinity of the canal any hut might be a hiding place i made ostensibly casual inquiries interlarded between stories at several of them and at length established that the greek had been there not long before but was elsewhere now then about four of the afternoon i burst out suddenly in sight of a broad modern highway and leaving the ancient route as it headed away toward old panama i turned aside to the modern city then i was called off the great chase and a couple of evenings later along with the evening train and the evening fog the inspector blew in from his forty-two days vacation in the states like a breath from far off broadway buffalo bill had been duly opened and started on his season's way the absent returned and corporal castillo suddenly dwindled again to a mere corporal as everything must have its flaws perhaps the chief one that might be charged against the z p is red tape strictly speaking it is no z p fault at all but a weakness of all government one example will suffice during the month of may i was assigned the investigation of a certain alleged conditions in panama's restricted district the then head of the plain-clothes division gave me carte blanche but suggested that i need not spare my expense account in libating the various establishments until i got acquainted sufficiently with the inmates to pick up indirectly the information desired which general line i followed and the information having been gathered and the report made up i proceeded to make out 
my expenditures of forty-five dollars for the month to forward to empire for reimbursement now it needs no deep detective experience to know that in such cases you naturally begin with well what you going to drink girls and end by paying the bill in a lump sum a large lump sum and go your way in peace what more then could i do than set down such items as may twelfth liquor investigation panama six fifty but here i began to feel the tangling strands was it not stated that all applications for reimbursement require an exact itemized account of each separate expenditure with the price of each it did but in the first place i did not know half the beverages consumed in the investigation by sight smell or name in the second place i came ostensibly as a rounder it would perhaps have been advisable at the close of each evening's entertainment to draw out notebook and pencil and starting the round of the table announce now girls i'm a detective no keep your places i ain't going to pinch nobody anyhow i'm only a zone detective but i just want to ask you a few questions now mammy what's that you're drinking ah gin ricky and just how much does that cost here and you flossie an absinthe frappy ah very good and what is the retail price of that particular drink and so on ad nauseum very true replied authority that would of course be impossible but to be reimbursed you must set down in detail every item of expenditure and its price reason and government red tape move in two parallel lines with the usual meeting place nor was that all while the black peruvian was on my staff i gave him money for food it was not merely expected it was definitely so ordered yet when i sat down may twenty seventh to peruvian for food fifty cents authority threw up its hands in horror did i not know that reimbursements were only for liquor and cigars cab or boat hire and meals away from home i did but i also knew that superiors had ordered me to feed the peruvian to be sure cried astounded authority but you set down such an expenditure as follows may twenty seventh two bottles of beer panama investigation fifty cents and as you are allowed cab fare only for yourself when you take the peruvian or any one else out to baboa in a cab you set down the item may twenty sixth cab and con to baboa and return investigation one dollar the upshot of all which was not feeling able with all my patronism to set up forty-five dollars worth of mixed drinks for uncle sam 
i was forced to open another investigation and gather from all the z p authorities on the subject from naus island to parisio the name and price of every known beverage then when i had fitted together a picture puzzle of these that summed up to the amount i had actually spent i was called upon to sign a statement thereunder that this is a true and exact account of expenditures during the month of may so help me god but then as i have said before these things are not zp faults they are the faults of government since government began it had become evident soon after the inspector's return that unless crime began to pick up down at the pacific end of the zone i should find myself again banished to the foreign land of gatun for there had been a distinct rise in the criminal commodity at that end during the past weeks the premonition soon fell true take the ten fifty five to gatun said the inspector one morning without looking up from his filing case corporal macy will tell you about it when you get there end of chapter nine part two recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c